If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, so you and your SO have just committed the perfect crime in killing his wife. Now the two of you can be together forever. But there's one problem is that this schlubby but charming detective is getting all up in your business and he convinces you that maybe your SO doesn't really love you and so you should turn on him and like give up the whole game. And he's like, all you gotta do is pretend to die. What do you do? This is Same Day Shipping, the show where we geek out about real love and fake relationships. I'm Kelly. I'm Ryan. I'm Patrick. I, I guess, how charming is this police officer? Uh, he's, I mean, he's very charming, but this is someone that, like, your SO is someone that you're in love with. You murdered someone together. Well, you murdered I mean, his wife together. Yeah. It's not like he murdered your wife for you. He no, murdered... You like, both murdered his yeah, wife. Yeah, you took care of his mm-hmm. problem. So. I think you should want to test this man's... That's a big test. What if it's what? Okay. So if he fails the test, then he fails and you learn a lesson. Yes. But if he passes the test, then you have to admit that you ne- yeah. didn't trust okay, him. Okay. That's not good. That's, that's, yeah, that's not tough. good. Like, you can, you know what you can do? Throw the mm. detective under the bus. You guys can both get rid of the detective together. Whoa. You mean murder. murder the detective? <laughs> murder? <laughs> murder? <laughs> yeah. As if that's not something you guys like doing together. You already do it together. You do that's do true. it together. You've done one. You may as well do a second one. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think that your partner 
may respect you for having the like the willingness to test him. Okay. Oh, like when you say something mean to a mean person and then they they go, "I like her." Yeah. Okay. So I feel like this might be But okay, wait, wait. wait. I guess I'm not really fu- cuz here's the thing. I think I know what this is from. Yeah, you probably and do. I, know I don't know what this is from. Actually plays out. What is I, it from? It's from Columbo. Uh, and it's, it's actually, the first Columbo. Yes, and it's a pretty good reveal because the audience doesn't know she's faking. Yeah. <gasps> oh, it's, that's it's cool. Like, it's like the first time the audience doesn't have a piece of information before everyone else. Yeah. But I don't know. How, okay, so if he doesn't confess, what happens next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. What's, <laughs> what well, do you mean? You're the one with the hot take. You well, need to start a new life. It's not, even, it's not even that he doesn't confess. It's he, he, he says that he doesn't love you. That's what he says to the to the detective. And at that point, you're like, well, fuck it. I'm just turning him in. Yeah. Oh, so it's not do you go through with the I guess I guess I'm hearing you. Well, so yeah, if it's, you go yeah. through with the but I guess you've already committed to breaking up with him by doing the ruse at all. You <laughs> can't salvage the relationship because even if he doesn't ultimately confess, then you're like, wait a minute, I'm not dead. And you didn't confess. Well, so that, that so that was the like the first part of the hot take is do you even go along with this in the first place? And like I, the only reason that she does in this episode of Columbo is that Columbo's like I'm going to hound you with all of the like muscle of the LAPD forever until you work with us. Man, I mean, yeah. but at that point you're like, well, I gotta. And this is a recurring Columbo problem. Or not problem, uh, dynamic, is that the person who Columbo, the killer, mm-hmm. has convinced everyone in his orbit that he is the smartest man in the world. Yes. And so, but he's not, because there's this guy named Columbo. What is he, Keith Raniere? He's, there are a lot of Keith Raniere, but but sexier adjacent people on who kill people on Columbus. Uh, Keith Raniere, but sexier. Literally anybody else in the fucking world. That man is so disgusting to look at. I've never wanted to cut someone's throat more. I hate Keith Raniere so fucking much with every fiber of my being. I'm sorry. I had to say that. No, I hate him too, though I am really glad that we have the footage of him seducing Allison Mack at that volleyball game. Oh my because God. Because it made yeah. me like not understand because I don't think I'll ever really understand but i've now witnessed it so now it's not like okay it's not like secretly he's sexy behind closed doors or he has like moves no we saw his moves Mm -hmm. so now we know exactly how it's like negging combined with zen like distance yeah it's like i have the answers you are just like a floating little petal and i'm going to help you figure out how to be stronger yeah which isn't not the dynamic between like the woman and the like the main guy in this Columbo, like because he is the like the the killer, the guy who had the wife that they killed, um, is a psychiatrist and he like knows everything and even kind of like drills in on like Columbo a little bit, but only in a way that like you know Columbo's letting him do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like an actress. She's like, you know, y- cool young floozy. Who's like awesome, but not on like super genius level. Yeah. 
So yeah, I think that if you find out that the guy you thought was smart enough to help you get away with murder isn't as smart as we thought. I mean, you know me, I'm not a huge crime person. But right. I right. think, yeah, I think if you can get away, get out of it. Just throw him under the bus? I don't know. I'm not really down with this Bonnie and Clyde shit. I don't like Bonnie and Clyde shit either, really. Like, because to me, I'm yeah. like, that fire is going to go out some, at some point. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you got to be a team. Yeah, you have to be a team. And I don't know that, like, I feel like he's with, he uses the actress, just kind of mm-hmm. uses her, and then she he doesn't need her at the end. She's not the main course. Right. She gets discarded at the end because she's the leftover. We're talking leftovers wow. ships today. Wow. Really good, guys. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Really good. That was an alley-oop. Ryan, I saw you like starting to steer into that. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't know how this connects. But like, I, I feel like I can hear something in your voice. When <laughs> yeah, no, there is always something. There's yeah. like a little hope. There's hope. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes that hope gets dashed. Yeah. Sometimes. sometimes. But sometimes you guys come through and you you hear me and you reach out across the darkness. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> guys, uh, it's 2020. It's a tough yeah. year. Um, Part of what I've done in 2020 uh, and I shouldn't even say 20. It's really been in the past week uh, <laughs> for comfort because I've had different things. This My new strategy uh, for self-soothing is to watch classic rom-coms. Okay. Okay. That's and fun. The one, I mean, my, my recent coping strategy is uh, starting Columbo from the beginning. And I support this. I'm very Thank excited you. about it. I hope many hot takes arise. And there's some <laughs> good shit. There's some good shit ahead of you. I'm excited. Okay, okay. Um, but mine has been to watch rom-coms. And so I've watched You've Got Mail. Mm. I've watched Notting Hill. But Notting Hill, I don't know that I'll have an opp- another opportunity to talk about Notting Hill. So let me say this really quick, but this isn't even my point. I think Julia Roberts is too good at playing an aloof movie star in the first act of that movie. <laughs> so are you like, maybe She's, this is how you really are? Yes, but it's like you, he, eventually they have charm and it's very cute and they're in love. But the really, like the first 20 minutes of that movie, you're like, this girl thinks nothing of you. You're a gnat <laughs> in her face. She yeah. wishes you would disappear. And because there's no like peek behind her curtain of like, there's we don't ever get to see her like be human in the first half of that movie. You really are just like, Hugh Grant, stop trying. This is bad. Yeah. Like, Julia like, Roberts. What do you see in her? Yeah. She's, mm-hmm. she's giving you nothing. But anyway, it, it turns out they love each other. But that's not the one <laughs> that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about one of the, I think we talked about it in our rom-com list. It's not When Harry Met Sally, though I could do a lot. This is a movie with Meg Ryan mm. and Tom Hanks. Mm. And it's called Sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in this movie, are you guys familiar with this film? Yes. Okay. Yes. In this movie, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, they don't have a lot of scenes together. No, right. I remember but- being really disappointed about that when I first saw that movie. <laughs> I was like, wow. Well, it gets built up as it's like it's like a, a prototypical rom-com and it's not. It's like a very singular mm-hmm. rom-com. They're like they it's it's a very unique kind of story, or you know, re- very unique to redundant, but like it's a unique kind of story in that they uh he is a voice on the radio. She hears him his son calls into a Colin show. He's sad because his wife's dead. She falls in love with him before meeting him, um, or at least falls in interest with him. Mm, allure. Um, she grows an obsession. She, 
This does, movie could be a horror movie. Could oh, be. it totally mm-hmm. could. And I think the way they soften it, and again, this is still I haven't gotten on my ship, but the the but I swear I'm building toward it. Uh, but the way they soften, I think, is by having him like he gets love at first sight with her, independently of her obsession with him. Mm-hmm. So it all works out. But yes, I don't think any of the choices that Annie, um, as played by Meg Ryan, makes in this movie are great choices. Right. Except for maybe dumping Walter, her fiance. Oh, Walter. He's played by Bill Pullman. (laughs) He is a drip. He is allergic to everything. He doesn't. (laughs) He snores really loud. He doesn't really like he doesn't challenge her or excite her in any way. He tries, but he's a he's a dud, right? Yeah. And in the end of the movie, when they break up, he's the one who encourages her to go to the Empire State Building. He's got nothing. He's a dud. Now, I'm saying all this about him because that's how her best friend, Rosie O'Donnell, Becky, thinks of him. But she's wrong because <laughs> what? my leftover ship is Becky and Walter, and I know how Whoa. it works. Whoa. Okay, Whoa. how are you going to make this work? Okay, so all movie... Becky, she's like, your boyfriend's a drip. He's boring. He's got nothing. You feel passionate about someone else? Be with them. I have passion with my ex-husband. It didn't work out, but oh, no, no, no. Okay. Passion is not what Becky needs. She needs a steady, boring man who's going to make her feel exciting by being the exciting one in the relationship, and he will give her safety and comfort. Here's how it starts. (laughs) And he, he's never really gotten time to hang out with her, but he's always thought she was cool. That I'm adding because it's not in the movie. Because it I, helps, right? It, yeah, right. headcanon, you need headcanon. something. Yeah. She's going to come in a little bit resistant. But you know what? Annie, Meg Ryan moves across country like so quick to be with Seattle guy. Right. So, Becky, so, so there's, there's like a void in her life. Yes. And Becky okay. needs to get some of her stuff and, and mail it to, uh, to Annie. So Becky shows up at Walter's house to help Annie finish her move, but Annie's gone. So it's just Walter and Becky hanging out. And Beck and Walter helps her carry all the boxes, get them to UPS. They go back to the house and Walter's like, Hey, I've got some cognac. <laughs> they get drunk. They sleep together. Becky thinks this is a horrible mistake. She can't Whoa. believe she slept with such a drip. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, this is all. And meanwhile, Walter's like, yeah, no, Becky, like, I'm into it. Yeah, maybe this is the beginning of something. Exactly. Becky's like, what a mistake I made. I can't believe you. Oh, I'm too wild for you. You're too tame for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe they adopt a dog. I'm not sure exactly how to Wait keep Wait a minute. Them. Hold on. You skated over the part where they, like, stay in a relationship together. <laughs> they keep... Here's the thing. He thinks they're starting to date, so he keeps mm-hmm. calling her, and she's like, oh, Walter must be lonely. But no, he's not lonely. He just wants to talk to you, Becky. He just wants to be with you. And like, and she's like, I feel bad. He must be so sad without <gasps> Annie around. But and then not. there's like some weekend where she's hanging out by herself and she's like, I'm lonely. And she calls him. Yes, she does. Yeah. And then the two of them, they don't get, they don't get engaged right away, but she does <laughs> bring him to Sam and Annie's wedding. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Annie sees it immediately. Annie's like, no, you guys aren't just like buds. Like you guys are in love with mm. each other. 
And Becky's like, no, I like I like guys who treat me bad. I wouldn't want to know what to do with the guy who treats me good. And maybe she says something like, he's only with me because he's so lonely, blah, 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 and so unhappy. And he's like, I've never been happier in my life. Whoa. And she's like, yes. what? Yes. And this is like a big blowout. Maybe not day of the wedding because that's tacky. Oh, yeah. But like, like maybe. At, at like the, the brunch afterwards. Yeah. You know, yes. like the, the, the next day breakfast thing. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she was ready to like say, okay, we've gotten to the finish line of the wedding. You don't have to hang out with me anymore. Like you're, you're starting to be happy. Like it's, we can move on. Mm-hmm. But no, they'll never move on. They're the leftovers. They're together now. <laughs> I needed to talk to someone about this. Because no, first, that was really good. I think when I was younger, yeah. I always thought like, because there is a mirror person in Tom Hanks's life, the Rob Reiner character. They talk about hot butts or cute butts. Mm-hmm, they talk mm-hmm. about there's a cute moment where she tells or he tells Tom Hanks is like, what is tiramisu? I don't know about it in this new dating world. And Rob Reiner's like, you'll love it. You'll love it. And he's like, well, if I don't know what it is, how can I do that to a woman? And Rob <laughs> Reiner's like, you'll love tiramisu. Um, <laughs> so there's and that's definitely the mirror person in Meg Ryan's life to Rosie O'Donnell. But that's not the fit. The fit is Walter. Plus, I feel bad for Bill Pullman because he's so sad. He's sad at the end. Yeah. And he deserves good things. Even though he has allergies? That's the thing. He's not evil. He's just a drip. He's yeah. a drip. And I think the right person will be excited about his uh, about him. Ultimately. Yeah, someone with Munchausen's by proxy is going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah. And I think that Sleep is in Seattle posits a world where the right person for you is like, just a a twist of fate away. So I yeah. feel like that's kind of once Annie leaves for Seattle, that is Becky and Walter. I like that. That's nice. Yeah, so that's that's. Good. I strong armed you guys into doing leftovers as a ship because I sure really did. wanted to talk about Sleep in Seattle. So thanks, no, guys. I, I I respect it. Mm-hmm. Had no, I had I had that move. ship, I would have strong armed as well. Oh, thanks, Kelly. Do you have a leftover ship? <laughs> oh no. Okay, here's the thing. I had something that I really wanted to talk about for Halloween Unshippables, but we're not doing that. Um, And I was like, I will find a way to make it work. And I think it does. Great. But I need your guys' help in finding somebody to ship this person with. I love this. Because to me, they're unshippable. This is like a leftover topic. Oh, that's nice. I love it. No, this is perfect. I think, honestly, this is the kind of day where we should all get to say what we want to (laughs) say. Say what you want to say. Okay. So (laughs) imagine, well, okay. And this also, this, this character comes out during a very famous dinner scene. Mm. So like what happens at dinners? And obviously there are a lot of leftovers at this dinner because the food on the table is not eaten. I'm talking about the dinner scene from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) Are you trying to find a love for Leatherface? No, for the grandpa. <laughs> the Wait, one who sucks on her finger. Okay. Oh, Kelly. Yeah. Well, thought, at first I, I was were... like, how could we find someone for him? Yeah. We could find someone. I okay. thought you were steering us towards Beetlejuice at first. No. Much worse. This is much worse and than And much easier to ship. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, who wouldn't want to be with the grandpa? So for those of you that are not familiar, the the full movie occurs without the grandpa being involved. Mm-hmm. And then um, I forget the main character girl's name, but she 
uh, ends up in this house. She's take she's taken to this house by uh, I guess he's like the uncle. Okay. It, um, she thinks she's getting away. There's this. She gets to uh, this gas station and she sees the barbecue stand at the gas station and she realizes that the barbecue is people mm-hmm. and that moment so really great because like her looking at the barbecue and it's all in like real time so it's very slow uh, and very voyeuristic because you're watching her see the barbecue and she's just like oh no and then the guy who was supposed to be helping her who worked at the gas station like just slowly walks over captures her Puts her in a like. Well, actually, he hits her with a broom a bunch, mm. and then <laughs> it's actually pretty like pretty funny. He like hits her with the like the bristles of a broom, and then puts her in a bag, and then takes her in the car and takes her to the house for dinner. Yeah, hilarious. And then she gets to the dinner. Nightmare of a dinner. Terrible dinner. Well, uh, are they serving people? They are. Okay. Yes, they are serving sausages of people and like meat chops. Sausages for dinner. Oh. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, in like it, a bun or just like loose on no, a plate. No, loose sausages and loose Ugh. meat, and that's it. They don't not a vegetable in sight. Guys, so you're gonna we're get in the sick. pyramid. Yeah. yeah, so they're all that's at the table. Leatherface is like doing different activities. He's like not really at the table the whole time. And then the brother, Leatherface's brother, is the, who is also the hitchhiker, is sitting at the table. Okay, the uncle, who's the the gas station guy is sitting at the table mm-hmm. and then they bring out grandpa who i guess is the patriarch of this family mm-hmm. they bring him out they cut her finger and then the grandpa just sucks on her finger while she screams for like a good 35 seconds and then they try to uh hit her in the head with a meat mallet like they do for cows yeah. but they want the grandpa to do it and he can't do it because he's too old and weak so that's how she ends up getting away. So do we think he could be a vampire? Maybe. That he like comes alive mm. when he sucks blood? I mean, he looks kind of like shit. But in the way that like, you know how, remember the the vampire show, um, Dracula, was it? Mm-hmm. How he the looked recent the one. Yeah. Where he like looks like shit at the beginning and then he drinks Which blood and he looks really handsome. that movie really jumps a shark. Or that show jumps a shark. Girl, I'm going to tell only, you something. It's only three episodes long, and it somehow finds <laughs> yeah, no. a way. No, I agree completely, because at the end of it, I was like, thank you for creating a world in which there are no rules for vampires, because we don't know what makes someone a vampire. No, and taking, like, seven different ideas, just, like, kind of smushing them together. Whereas, like, if it was ju- if you just told the story of Dracula mm-hmm. in but, the way that they started telling it at the beginning of that series, that's a that's a that's a whole show. That's a great I would show. Have, I would have loved if we just stayed in the time of the great great grandmother or whatever. Yeah, like the olden times. The second we got to modern times, I was like, pass. Wait, like so the- what? What? What do the vampires do that makes them like ruleless? Oh, um. So it's not clear if you bite. If you get bitten, do you become a vampire? It doesn't tell you. And like he has like these thralls Mm -hmm. that sometimes become vampires and sometimes don't. Again, Mm. no rules as to when that happens. He then bites and turns our female main character and like throws her in the ocean or something. Right. And then it's not clear if she survived or not. 
But I guess she doesn't. But it's like, why wouldn't she survive? She's a vampire. The only thing that can kill a vampire is the sun or being stabbed with a... Especially because we in a previous episode, he isn't he thrown into the ocean? And then when yeah. he emerges from the ocean thousands of years later, yeah, he's alive. He's fine. Hmm. Yeah. So it's it's pretty sloppy. Like it sets up something that seems very cool and atmospheric, and like the dynamic between um between Van Helsing, yeah. who is uh, this nun who's obsessed with him, mm-hmm. and him and and Dracula is like very cool, and they ditch it. Yeah. Because then they're like modern times. His now it's him and her great 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 grand niece or something like that who looks exactly like her which i think <laughs> that moment could have worked at the end of a series if you if you yeah, want to be end like, <sighs> yeah that's that's some epilogue shit right there yeah but it was like the end of the second episode beginning of first or third yeah and i'm reading back i did because i okay because the first episode kind of works like a movie i loved the first episode and then the second episode is like you know dracula on a boat that's interesting. And her in like dreamland, which is cool. <laughs> but yeah, the third episode just is like, uh, it's like if you had a trilogy of books and you tried to do them in three episodes of television. Yeah. Like you shouldn't. Don't do that. Yeah. Though now I kind of want someone to do that with like Twilight. Just to just do, have just them be three like episodes 40, of TV. A 40 minute Twilight. A 40 minute I mean, new moon. With Twilight though, you can skip a lot. Oh my God. There's so much you can skip. Yeah. Um, so, okay, okay I guess so, we make him a vampire. I'm just, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of flailing because he's very gross. He's Maybe extremely he gross. just needs someone else who is a gross killer person. We know gross killers. Like, <gasps> what? Oh, this, oh, but we don't do real people. Oh, he, oh, oh Keith Raniere? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Keith Raniere is interesting. I was going that horrible man in Colorado who killed his wife and kids, and it was just in that uh, documentary, American Murder. I don't know what I'm this sorry. is. I'm sorry. I'm writing it down. Okay. It's a worthwhile, it's a weird documentary, worth seeing, I think. I mean, it's very disturbing and upsetting. But it's this guy who, um, his one day his wife and two children go missing. We don't usually talk about real people, so this feels gross. But mm-hmm. this guy is almost as disgusting a real person as this fictional character is a fictional person mm-hmm. and he's in prison so maybe in prison he and grandpa get a cell together yeah and i kind of just want grandpa to humiliate this real person which that's horrible but anyway yeah uh so yeah it's fucked up uh watch the documentary i'm sorry i brought it up i wish <laughs> i had okay. it i wish here's, i could okay. go back in time here's okay we could say maybe um oh maybe someone that could give him a glow up or something what do you mean like do magic on him or okay, all right and but i think it would have to you also have to change his like his mind and and personality because he basically made leatherface right like because right. he abused leatherface mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and leatherface's siblings um that's the thing i i don't know if we i don't know if we can find somebody for for leatherface's grandpa so this is t- and i i don't know why i'm i'm i keep going back in my head to ursula from the little mermaid and i don't know why you know why because she would be like let's do evil but make it fierce like let's make it fun and fierce because like what you're doing is a major bummer right you're doing some really good evil but with no fucking style to it at all no style like 
your evil should be about like revenge and mm-hmm. like morality tales. <laughs> like <laughs> what you're doing is just like being mean and creating a murderer. Right. And like we can look, we can eat people. We can still eat people, but first I have to turn them into like little algae monsters and then we can yeah. eat them. <gasps> okay. I have to like monkey's paw wish them. Yes. This might be more of like uh a fuck fest. Mm. <laughs> With the but, grandpa. Yes. Okay. What about Freddy Krueger? Interesting. Freddy is extremely sexual. Him. Yes, and Freddy keeps trying to gross him out, but, but Grandpa can't. cannot be grossed out. Whoa! He yeah. is so gross naturally. He's just like cool, and so like then Freddy will do something else disgusting, and then Grandpa's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Grandpa likes it. He yeah. like so, opens his mouth for more blood. Exactly. But, uh, obviously, this only happens in Grandpa's dreams, right? Yes. But if you come in a dream, you come in real life. Is yeah. that right? Okay. Yeah, I think okay. so. That's the rule. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> is that a rule of Nightmare on Elm Street? Is that a rule you're making up in real life? Is that... Well, no, the that's, in the lore, that's in the lore of <laughs> Texas Chainsaw lore. Massacre. They just never say it. No, I, I'm, I'm just going off of uh, in, in Nightmare on Elm Street. If you die, you in, die the dream, in the dream, you, you die, die in, in real, real life. life. I see. Yeah. yeah, probably. But that's the thing. Freddy never... Freddy's come before, but he's never made anyone come because his whole thing is about being gross and scared. Right. Mm. But this is the first time he actually gave someone pleasure. Okay. And this is hard because Freddy is a pedophile, right? Is he? Yeah, he is. Well, here's the thing. In the original script, he was 100% a pedophile. Then they made him a child murderer. Okay. In the script, like they cut mentions of pedophilia, but like... Everything makes more sense. Like the right. because the story of Freddie is that he was a janitor who was a child hurt children and then all the parents got together and murdered him. Right. Which I think you would do that to a child murderer maybe, but you would definitely do that to someone who we thought was going to hurt your children. Then it also makes sense that the kids grow up and have nightmares about him. Yes. That makes if, way more sense yeah. if he yeah. was molesting them than a murderer because if you're dead you can't dream. Well, and like, it, imagine, well, not, don't imagine this. This is like me bringing up real true crime stuff. But like a, a person, if a person was killing children where I grew up, my parents would never tell, I wouldn't know anything about the child because they hadn't, or the killer, because they wouldn't have killed me yet. Right. Only if you're a victim would you have these weird deep-seated me- memories of, of right, 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 right. Like, interesting. So like, I think for that reason alone, like Freddie kind of falls into the unshippable bucket as well but i so think like, yeah. this is it this is their one yeah. moment of something resembling a ship okay so maybe freddie tries to be gross at grandpa yes grandpa comes freddie cries i love this <laughs> this is cursed should dude. we i, I think this, this whole is a episode good episode <laughs> i this episode probably needs to be taken away <laughs> no, the, the title of this episode is now grandpa comes freddie cries <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm in I'm in October mode right now. I get it, I get it. No, I get you. Okay, do you have one, Patrick? I do. So I was thinking about leftovers and I was like, who is the biggest fan of leftovers the food in all of cinema? And it's gotta be Emile the Rat from Ratatouille, Remy's brother. Yeah, it's true. um, He makes magic. What's that? He makes magic from leftovers. That's right. 
Um, and you know, he, he's supportive of his brother partially because like, uh, you know, he's into the food, but also just cause like it's his brother and you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's supportive. Um, but I think there's gotta be a part of Emil that at the end of the movie, when Remy gets to like open his own restaurant, right. Where he gets to like be the, the main chef and like everyone mm-hmm. knows that a rat is making the food, um, that Emil's like, we've gotten too fancy. This isn't the kind of like good garbage food that i want to eat so he has to go strike out on his own emile the rat is going to leave paris behind forever and seek his fortune out in the world oh my gosh i'm scared like so many people like so many people who go to seek their fortune in the world he travels to america and he goes to chicago illinois okay where he meets max bloom from happy endings okay max you're going to make this man fuck a mouse? I'm going to make this m- a rat, but yes. <laughs> if God. anyone on Happy Endings would fuck a rat. It would be Max. It would be Max. Uh, and Max. I feel like Penny would fuck a rat if it was in a nice enough outfit. And then she'd be like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to marry a rat? <laughs> okay. Whereas Ma- Max, Max would have no qualms about it. Yeah. Max, Max-, Max would find. So we're not even doing a <clears throat> magic spell where Emil becomes a person. I mean, we can. If we no, right. there's a magic to. spell that makes him a human-sized rat. <laughs> Guys. No, here we go. So uh, Max, as we know, pissed off Mark Paul Gossler's character uh, in uh, like season three of Happy Endings, right? Because he like outed him to his wife as right. uh, like using his apartment as like a, a, a yes. bachelor pad in the city. Um, and so Mark Paul Gossler's character, who's I can't remember the, the character's name, but he studies magic because he's like, I'm going to get back at Max in a right. way so big that like, you know, he'll, he'll never see it coming. He turns Max into a rat. Human sized or little? Uh, little, I think. Little. The answer is little. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm just trying to get this human sized rat thing. To I keep know. Happening. You really want happen. that to happen. Okay. I like this. And so okay. Emil and Max have are partners in eating garbage together. Yeah, and they hang out like in in Dave's steak truck and like you know make it an unsanitary mess and yeah. eat all of his food. Yeah, Honestly, this is, this is it's. I think mean, he's thriving. If I was like good at editing, I feel like I would take I would make a supercut of happy endings. But what if Max was a rat and everyone would still treat him probably almost exactly the same? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Probably exactly the same. Exactly the same. You would use a lot of uh, footage from that episode where he's a bear and he's yeah. I was just thinking of that episode. I was just thinking of that. Yeah. Oh, that show, man, that was a good show. It was a good show. Um, lots of jokes per minute. Really, really, really good. Yeah, really, really dense. Um, I do feel like they dangle some Dave Penny and never. Well, didn't they end up doing that at towards the end? Like there was a. I think they did more missed things. Mm-hmm. I think I think if there would have been a season four, we would have gotten into that a little bit because yeah. also um, like, you know, Penny was starting to feel like stuff about Dave, but Dave and Alex were back together at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible choice. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. But they're fucking idiots. So like they that's are what, idiots, that's but they also happened. have he, negative chemistry. Yeah. That's the <laughs> problem with Dave and Alex, because that's what we really came here to talk about. Mm hmm. She makes him worse. Mm hmm. He is more pathetic. He is stupider. Mm-hmm. He is less able to be a person in the world when they're mm-hmm. together. And she, yeah, she, I mean, but, and she's so dumb that maybe she shouldn't be allowed to have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. 
you know what should happen is as long as there is a magician character who is turning our characters into animals, uh-huh. Dave and Alex should just be turned into golden retrievers. That's fine. Yeah. And then they can hang out and be in love. That's fine. Right. But then who's going to maintain Stake Me Home tonight? That's true. You need thumbs. It's true. You do need thumbs. What about- Okay. Golden um, retrievers with thumbs. Mm-hmm. Okay. I God. hate this. <laughs> That's worse than full-size rat. Man-sized golden retrievers with thumbs. Hey, guys. <laughs> Two, Two relationships. relationships. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.